Are you ready to receive the word this morning? Amen. Amen. Pray the Holy Spirit will prepare you to speak clearly to you that you will receive something. And uh, God is doing something in our midst. Amen. A bit loud uh, on the stage, I think. Bring down a bit. God is doing something in our midst. He's calling us deeper into Him. He wants us to be a never-be-shaken people. Amen. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about never-be-shaken because... Church, we need to build really strong foundations. We need to be victorious. I'm going to see a victory. Amen. And it is coming. He's building a victorious church. He's building a strong church. And the storms of life will come. Whether we like it or we don't like it, they will come. But we will never be shaken. We will never be shaken. Let's dive straight into it. Ephesians 4. 14. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We, will, we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever, they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Perfectly. As each part does it in its own special work, it helps other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen. The church is healthy and growing and full of love. It's time to grow. So how do we grow? How do we take things to the next level? How do we be a never be shaken people? How do we do this? Let's look at Psalms 119, 97. Put it up there. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Amen. Today, I'm going to talk a lot about the word, the word of God. Because this is one of the strong foundations that we need to never be shaken. I might do a whole series, like Stephen did a series, I also might do a Netflix series. <laughs> a Never Be Shaken series, I don't know. I'm good. It's, it's marinating, but let's go into this. And the first point for today is love the Word. There must be a genuine love for the Word of God. Oh, how I love your law. How I love your law. We need to spend time with the Word of God. I brought this here just to show, and I'm not going to open and refer to it. I use iPad faster. But, see, we need to read the Word at home. Some people, some people say, I don't like to read. Nah. Reading, very tired, make my eyes tired, very boring, you know. And my answer to that is, why rob yourself? Why limit yourself to what God has for you? Why make up excuses to limit yourself? God has so much for you, and it's in the Word. Okay, we had the privilege of going to Israel before MCO. Show the picture up there. 
Uh, can you see that? That's Moses, <laughs> Arvin, and myself trying to talk to these guys. Okay, these are Jewish guys near the Wailing Wall. And uh, as you can see, they were, they were, they were shaken, they were scared because three Indian guys coming to talk to them. So it doesn't just happen in Klang and Puchong, it also happens in Israel. <laughs> You're scared of, see, Indian fellas who need, takut, hey, why, why, why are you coming? But these guys, you see, why I'm showing that is when we went to the Wailing Wall and we prayed there and then the presence of God is so strong. And then at the corner there, where all these guys are, you go in this room and you see like so many of them and they are all reading the Word of God. They are reading the scriptures. They are reading the old scrolls. Now, no, no more scrolls. Huh? They put it in books. And you got Isaiah, you got this, you got Psalms. And they are reading and reading and studying young boys, old men, middle-aged men. You know, everybody dressed up like that are reading and reading and studying the scriptures. And they are still, till today, waiting for the Messiah. We, on the other hand, we have the Messiah. We have the living God. We celebrate Jesus. But yet, you don't read. We don't read the Bible. We don't read the Word of God. Where is the love of God? Where is the love of God? Hello? Am I speaking to you? We have the living Word of God. We tell people, you know, what is the Bible? Huh? The Bible is the, the Word of God. Huh? Really, uh, the Word of God. Yeah, it's the Word of God. So the Word of God is in our house. <laughs> it's on the kitchen table. It's here, it's there. It's never <laughs> read. Pastor come in to visit, then we wipe. <laughs> You're dusty, Eddie. <laughs> I don't wipe. Church member coming. Oh, my mother-in-law laughing very loud because she is one of them. Quickly wipe the Bible, la, Pastor coming. <laughs> you open brand new. <laughs> Some people open, got moth fly out. No. But <laughs> we don't read the Word of God. The living Word of God is with us. The Word says, My people perish for the lack of knowledge. How? Oh. Ignorance is not bliss. You got a consistent BP problem, what you got to do? Go and check it out. Ignorance is not bliss. You got a blood, high blood sugar, high sugar. Ignorance is not bliss. My people perish because of the lack of knowledge. Don't destroy yourself for the lack of knowledge. Amen. Amen. Psalm 119 verse 72 says, The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver. It is precious. It is more important, more precious than all the money in the world. More important than all the money you can make. We need to prioritize the Word of God in our lives. How sweet are your words to my taste. This Word brings life. Amen? It brings refreshing. It brings direction. Your Word is a lamp to my feet to light my path. Now, the enemy does not want the Word to light your path because... It wants you to walk in darkness. When you are in darkness, you stumble. You stumble already, what the enemy says. Uh, see, you stumble. Look at you, you stumble. What type of Christian you are, you stumble. But how do you stumble? Because you're in darkness. But the Word lights our path. If He can consistently keep you away from the light, you, you will stumble. Even the Coldplay song, oh, this whole week everybody's talking about Coldplay. The Coldplay song says what? Lights will guide you home, take out the phone, and lights will guide you home. Even Chris Martin knows, la. <laughs> the lights will guide you home. We don't want darkness. Sin thrives in darkness. The enemy wants to keep you in darkness, in confusion, in anxiety. We need the Word of God to light our paths. Amen? 
we will never be shaken. The enemy has stolen enough from us. Enough. Enough time, enough energy, it is enough. Now we, let's go back to the Word of God. Read Facebook less and the good book more. I guarantee, I guarantee the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He will speak to you. Amen? And then He will bring things to remembrance when you need it. When you are praying, Joanna said we need to pray. When you are praying, suddenly a scripture will come to mind. If you didn't put any scripture inside there, what is going to come to mind? <laughs> Hello? Yeah? So everything, He will speak to you. And suddenly you have the right words to say at the right moment. Amen? You don't even have to ask chat GPT. The Holy Spirit Himself will remind you. So let's spend time with the Word of God. And the more time we spend in the Word of God, the fear of the Lord will increase in our hearts, in our lives, in everything we do. Before, it will transform you from the inside out. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It will bring you success, open doors, breakthrough. It's all in the fear of the Lord. The Bible is the only book in the world that promises you prosperity. Hello? Psalms 1, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners that take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on His law day and night. This person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Wow, just by reading the word, whatever I do prospers. Yes, it is promise. It is not Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, you read this book, you're going to get rich. Or Think and Grow Rich, that book. Thousands, millions of motivation books out there. All of that will say you can read, get rich. But only one book in the whole world that promises prosperity, promises long life, promises health in your bones, and that is the Word of God. According to the Guinness World Record, huh, the number one selling book in the whole world is what? The Bible. The Bible. We have a bestseller at home. We don't pick it up and read it. Read the Word. Amen. It can prolong your life. Proverbs 3. I'm going to quote a lot of scriptures today because talking about the Word. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store up my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Who wants a long and satisfying life? Only three. Uh. The rest of you? Come on, I want to see more hands. Long, satisfying life. Not just long, painful, <laughs> suffering life. No, long, satisfying life. If you do this. Amen? Never let loyalty and kindness lead you, leave, leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favour with God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Wow, all this comes just by reading. Uh. Yes! All this comes just by picking up this Bible and reading it. You need help in your marriage. Who wants a better marriage? Everybody, right? Read the Word. You want to learn about romance? <laughs> Read the Word. And Jacob worked seven years for Rachel. You know the story of Jacob, right? He wanted to marry this one. And then and he woke up, what? That's the wrong wife. And then the fellow cheated, his father-in-law cheated him. You want, you want the beautiful one? You've got to work another seven years. Then the Bible says, for him, he worked hard seven years, but for him, it was just a few days. Nothing lah. Just a few days only. Seven years, a few. Because of love. Love. Romance. Let's talk more about love. Songs. Sol Solomon's songs of songs. Okay, 18 and below. Close your ears for a while. 
she says to him, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Woo! For your love is more delightful than wine. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder the young woman loves you. It's in the Bible. Huh? Take me away with you. Let us hurry. Let the king take me into his chambers. Chambers means bedroom. Huh? Not the law chambers. Huh? You don't? <laughs> chambers. Take me to the bedroom. And guess what happens in the bedroom? They play Monopoly, of course. What else are you thinking? <laughs> You're shocked, really? I play Monopoly. Let me explain. When I was nine years old, I went with my parents to the States, okay? My father was preaching at a few preaching engagements. And one part of the trip, we managed to go to Hollywood. All right, so we get on this tour bus, they take us around Hollywood, and then the tour guide says, this is the 80s, huh? the tour guide says, okay, everybody, if you look on the left, you'll see this house here. This is where President uh, John F. Kennedy played Monopoly with Marilyn Monroe. I was nine years old, so I came back to Malaysia, I told everybody, I saw the house where JFK played <laughs> Monopoly with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Proudly telling everyone, then my parents, hey, don't tell people all this, I don't... Monopoly, what? What is that? <laughs> so husbands and wife, today go home and play some Monopoly. With your... <laughs> this is great advice, alright? Uncle George, relax. Huh? After service, not now. <laughs> hey, this is okay. Lah. Don't, don't get nervous. We've got a few couples getting married this year in our church. So I have to talk about all these things, alright? And uh, I learned this quite some time ago in my early Christian, Christian life. <laughs> What about the five pillars of marriage? You all know the five pillars of marriage? Don't know. Teach you, huh? It's God, love, sex, sex, sex. <laughs> I'm kidding. I hear, I'm going to get banned, Pastor Stephen. How? Pray for me. <laughs> Nervous, huh? Did I, we will never be shaken. Did I shake you guys up today? <laughs> See, sex is something wonderful. It is something for married couples to enjoy. God created sex, you know. He didn't get a shock, you know, like, oh my God, what is Jonathan? This is something wonderful in the safety of marriage. He designed sex, he designed marriage for husband and wife to enjoy. Hello? I, some of you don't like me, don't want to come. Never mind, I'm not here to be your favorite preacher or famous preacher. What? I'm here to share godly biblical principles. Somebody say Amen. Amen. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 9, 9 It says, enjoy life with your wife Whom you love All the days of this meaningless life That God has given you under the sun All of your meaningless days For this is your lot in life And in your toilsome labour under the sun Paraphrase means work so hard for what? <laughs> enjoy life with your wife This is meaning of life Hello? Hello? Yes, so the word of God is good. All the married couples say amen. Amen. All this is in the Bible. You need help in your marriage. Read the word. Read the word. Don't let the world teach our children about marriage. Don't let the world teach our kids about sex. Hello. We teach biblical principles about the Lord, about all these things. All right? Need help in the business. Here's a good one. Psalm 128. Blessed are all who fear God, who walk in obedience to Him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. 
You get to eat the fruit of your labor. Not you work so hard and other people enjoy. You, you enjoy with your family, with your friends, however you want to enjoy. You will have the help to enjoy it. Amen? Another one, Psalm 16, verse 3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Another one, Ecclesiastes 11, verse 6. Plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon for you don't, you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another, maybe both. It's teaching us to work hard. It's teaching us to keep busy, keep sowing seed, keep going. Amen? Work with integrity. There's so many verses, so much riches and wealth is in the Word of God. If only we were reading more. Amen? It is to strengthen you, it is to direct you so that you will never be shaken. He will teach you His ways. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies. I have more understanding than all my teachers. Why is it to be, we need to be wiser than our enemies? So that they will not outsmart us. They will not cheat us. They will not con you. We need to be wiser than our enemies. They will not have wisdom to win over you. Spend time. Spend time with the Word of God. Read your Bible. Because he church, in this season, He wants you to never be shaken. Right, next point, live the word. Okay, I need everybody to do this exercise with me. Show me your left hand. Everybody left hand, okay? Put it in front of you and shake it. Shake. Put it like a fist. Everyone put it on your chin. See, look at everybody. <laughs> this is the chin, lah. <laughs> Nicely happy, smile, right? A few of you, I know, you said chin, I know. The rest of you, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we need to live the word. It doesn't matter what we say. People follow what we do. When I said chin and I did this, you saw what I did. You didn't hear I said chin. A few fellow, only Dr. Chin knows that. He's talking about me, ma. So it's <laughs> Dr. Chin very fast. I know where's my chin. My whole family is a chin. Oh, no, how am I? But, but people see how we live our lives. We have to live the Word of God. It's not just enough to listen. It's not just enough to speak the Word. We live the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Psalm 62 says, I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, where I will never be shaken. I will never be shaken. Let's look at the first part. Psalm 62, I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from Him. We sang, I'm going to see a victory. But when you are going through pain, suffering, like real serious trauma that shakes you right in the core and the pain is too much to bear. Have you experienced this? Outside we look fine, but on the inside we are, we are broken. We are broken. Well, I'm here to encourage you today as the word says, wait, for the Lord, for your victory comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. Amen? We will never be shaken. Some of you may know, our pastor is not well right now. He's got a heart issue. I'm going to share a bit, short part, first part of the testimony. Um, what happened was his heart is not good. We went to see specialists, right? They check everything. And then they said, okay, this whole procedure for you is going to go up to X, X, X amount, very big amount. 
If I say all the X means it's a long X, <laughs> big amount, all these things. Um, you all do, think about it, tell me what you want to do. Gives us the report. We take it out, we sit down there. At that moment, we're actually lost, confused. It's a lot of people giving advice what to do. You should do this, do that, do this. Do that. But we are just sitting outside the specialist room, thinking what to do. I sit down with my mom. I say, mom, let's just pray. Lah. And I say, God, we, are, we don't know what to do. We are lost in this moment. We don't have the resources also to cover this kind of finances. How? We don't have strings to pull. We don't have strong connections. We got nothing, God, but we have you. You are the strongest connection that we need. This is what I prayed with my mom. I said this. We got no connection, no cable, no strings to pull. We have you. That evening, one of our church members' son, he says, I'm going to meet with the Tansri, the director of this hospital, the next morning. So my dad had an appointment, but it's many, many months later. But because of this guy, this contact, whoever was meeting the director in the next morning, the director gave us an immediate appointment. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. An immediate appointment, an immediate answer. You see, because we will never be shaken. When He alone is our source, when He alone is my salvation and my fortress, we will never be shaken. Amen? So maybe you are in a situation like that where you don't see hope, where you don't see a way out. Physically, you have no idea how you're going to solve this issue. How are things going to change? God is in control. Wait quietly for the Lord, the word says. Wait quietly for the Lord because my victory comes from Him. Can you imagine the relief and the peace we had that night when that call came in? He made the impossible possible. Amen? We will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. We have the strongest connections. Whether you realize it or not, all of you here walking with the Lord, believing in the Lord, you got a friend in high place, in a high, very, very high place. We've got an advocate who's pleading our case, who's interceding for us. Jesus himself is fighting for us and we will not be shaken. We got very, very strong strings to pull. Amen? The scripture says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. What does that mean? All the resources that you need is in Him. All the healing, the right doors, the miracles, the right partner, it is all in Him. Amen? And you will not be shaken. So let us live the Word. Let us trust in Him. Let our lives be a testimony of His Word living in our lives. Amen? Third point, declare the Word. We need to declare the Word over our families. Declare the word over our loved ones. Speak the word of God into their lives. Okay, I remember as, when I was a teenager, I was an angry teenager at one point in my life and fighting with my mom. Like, I don't know what, what happened while we was fighting. She was scolding me. I was so mad, angry at her. And I jelling at her. You know what is jelling? So Sister Jolene can demonstrate what is jelling. <laughs> no, no, no. Jelling means, okay, later you show Stephen. Lah. I don't want to do it. No. I jelling at my mother, you know. And then I went, I sit down, I read the Bible. Lah. I opened and I read the Bible. I angry so read the Bible. Good, lah. but I might. Proverbs 30, 70, it says, lah, the eye that mocks a father that's Scorns and aged mother will be packed out by ravens of the valley 
will be eaten by the vultures. I got a shock on my life, man. <laughs> I'm a kid, no. I open, I read this straight away. My eyes read that one. Boom, immediately repent. Instant repentance. Do not pass, go. Do not collect 200. Go straight to jail. I brought up the Monopoly reference because I know you're still thinking about that. <laughs> but when it comes <laughs> to the word, it is a living word. That's how I realized as a teenager, hey, God is really speaking to me. Lah. Don't play a fool. Lah. Really, <laughs> directly. I don't know how the raven is going to come in my room, but <laughs> repent. Lah. Don't play. <laughs> I know. So the word teaches us to honour our parents. Honour our parents. Let us live the word. Meaning also teach it to our children. Encourage them. Go read the word. Read the Bible. I don't understand. Never mind. Read Proverbs. I don't understand. Never mind. Find something you read. There's how many pages here? Last time? Thousand over pages here. I have a good friend who asked me, bro, page 330 something of the Bible huh, can tell me what does that mean? Huh? Like, hey, <laughs> page 300 something of which Bible? What? <laughs> there are tons of Bible outside there. We don't go by page, we go by <laughs> books and chapters and verses. I will tell you it was Rinesh a long time ago. But, <laughs> but at least he pick up the Bible and read. Amen. So let us learn to live the word. Yeah, there's too much rubbish that is going on now, man. Too much filth out there. Too much distractions out there. Too much wrong information out there. It is a time of information. And guys, what is feeding our, our kids? What are they learning? It's making them confused. Confused with their sexuality. Confused with their pronouns. Their identity. Body image. And all this and that. I mean, it's, it's serious, you know. Imagine your friend walk up to you, okay? Let's say I walk up to you. And I said, hey, Tim, how are you? Okay, okay. Hey, my wife uh, just started working in uh, banking. You really need to meet him. Huh? <laughs> Your wife working in banking and really meet him? Oh no, it's a woman, lah, but she identifies as a him. Her pronoun is him. I mean, her pronoun is... I'm confused myself. It's a woman, but I identify as a him. God! My husband is a him, yeah, but it's a woman. And we have to accept that. You see, confused or not? <laughs> Confusing. So our kids are growing up in a very confusing time. We need to teach them the Word of God. We need to be grounded in the Word. Hello? Force them to come to church. Listen to messages like this. Never mind. Come to church. Because it is a really confusing time. And when they are confused, that's when anxiety comes in. That's when body image problem comes in. That's when depression comes in. It's a whole gate that is happening, that is wiping out the next generation. The only thing that can create a sound mind is the Word of God. Amen. Second Timothy 1.7 For God had not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Hallelujah. It is a solid foundation. It can clean our mind. Give it a deep cleaning. Wash our mind with the Word of God. All of us need a good, clean, good deep cleaning. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable, which is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Hallelujah. Oh, I talk a lot today, I feel. <laughs> but God loves you and He really wants you to never be shaken. Musicians can, can come up with it. It is time to say enough. 
it is time to work hard a bit in our walk with the Lord. Don't take things for granted. Don't put all these basic foundations to the side. Don't depend on people to feed us constantly. We need the Word of God to be active in our lives. Amen. Matthew 10, 16 says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. I'm sending you as sheep among wolves. Be wise as serpents, you know, but harmless as doves. It's, I'm not trying to portray it as, oh, it's us against the world. It is, it is not, but it is a word of wisdom and a reminder that we are dealing with snakes. Since Adam and Eve time until now, we are dealing with snakes. <laughs> Hello? So the God is teaching us to be, think like them. Sometimes you've got to think like a snake to tackle the, the snake, you know? We don't have to be poisonous like them, but how we conduct our life, how we conduct our business, our families, let us be wise. Let us be wise and the Word of God will make you wiser. Being a believer, being a Christian does not make us suckers. Everything they say is, oh, yeah, never mind. Oh, yes, yes, we believe. Oh, everything good. No, we are not. We are strong. We have a firm foundation in the Word of God. We are not suckers. Amen. And we will never be shaken. Declare the Word of God over our families, our loved ones. Let us speak the Word of God into their lives. It brings flesh to drive bones. It brings life. It brings victory. It brings salvation. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Let us speak life. The Word of God is life. The famous line from Joshua in the Bible, you know, we put it up in our house is what? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We love that one. But when you read the whole thing, he's actually telling them, you all do what you want. Everybody go and do what you all want. But me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But let's not do that. Let's all of us serve the Lord. Amen. All of us, let's be accountable and serve the Lord. All of us, we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. Declare the word of God over our family. Years before my, my mother-in-law, going toilet, okay, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, years before they accepted Christ, how me and my wife used to pray over them was we just declare Jehovah Jireh over their life. Jehovah Jireh means the Lord who provides. So we declare Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides salvation. We pray, declare, declare, declare the word of God. True enough, they accepted Christ, they even got baptized. Amen. Victory is always ours, church. In the end, we win. I'm going to close with this. Jeremiah 4. If you will return, O Israel, says the Lord, return to me. And if you will put away your abominations out of my sight, then you will not be moved. If you will put away these abominations, you will not be moved. You will never be shaken. Now, what are the abominations that we need to move? What are the stuff in our life that we have to put away? What other gods we have in our lives that we have placed above the Lord? Secret sins, addictions, now it is time to put it all away. Amen? And then the word says, you shall not be moved. You shall never be shaken. Amen? Hallelujah. Come, let's rise up and worship together. Pastor Stephen.